0: Hi and welcome. I'm Lisa Stokey, and I'm here today in Central Massachusetts with Dan Kittredge, founder and executive director of the BioNutrient Food Association. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Glad to be here. What I really wanted to talk to you about today was something that I've been really excited about introducing to the Next Seven community: is our Next Seven Garden Kit. Why don't you tell us a little bit what you would use these things for? This is our mineral blend, our inoculant, and the liquid feed. I'd love to get your insight on how you use these different things and why. What do you think we should start with?
1: The thing to start with is the understanding that healthy plants occur when they have a well-functioning microbiome, when that symbiotic relationship between the plants and their, I like to call it their gut flora, Mm -hmm. is flourishing. What we have here in these different containers is, I like to call it cheating because it's so easy to get plants that grow well mm-hmm. if you have the basic key ingredients present. So this container here is the inoculant, a suite of different uh, microbe spores, bacterial and fungal, which are like the gut flora of the plant. And so planting, you can put this on the seed. At transplanting, you can put it in the hole you're about to transplant into. In season, you can put it in a watering can and just watered into the soil, and that will broaden the diversity of microbes in the environment. Really very powerful.
0: And ingredient. why do people want a variety of microbes in the environment?
1: Well, like animals, mm-hmm. plants have a microbiome, which basically means they've got a, a symbiotic relationship with a whole suite of different bacteria and fungi and things like that. And mm-hmm. depending on where you got your seed or... Where you got your seedlings or historically what's happened in your garden that full suite of microbes may not be present and so this is really ensuring that diversity is there
0: that sounds really important
1: i tell people when i give courses if you just do one thing inoculate
0: beautiful There's and
1: more things i would suggest you do but if you just do one thing <laughs> right.
0: inoculate. yeah nice inoculation so one thing that's really fascinated me is that you've told me these are like ancient microbes what does that mean
1: Ancient. They've been around a lot longer than animals have been, or plants. Mm -hmm. It's the foundational core microbiome we're talking about here. We've got scientists at this point have figured out a few things, and Mm -hmm. that is that there's this breadth of diversity that is really foundational to having a healthy ecosystem. It's certainly not everything. It's not perfect. And Mm -hmm. it is something you buy in a jar. It doesn't harvest it from your ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Which is also a possibility, right. but it's a really good simple thing to do, which generally brings positive effect.
0: So people do like things like compost and ferments and biodynamic preps and things. Is mm-hmm. that kind of like in a similar vein? as this? Sure.
1: Biodynamic preps are inoculants. Uh, worm castings are a great inoculant. Mm-hmm. Worm worm juice, compost tea. People may mm-hmm. have heard about. There's weed teas. There's indigenous microorganisms. Korean natural farming. There's Japanese natural farming. There's a whole suite of different things that. Can can be done to help stimulate that breadth of diversity of mm-hmm. microbiome and this would be a supplement to any of those it wouldn't be
0: counterproductive to use them
1: both yeah. so
0: hence the cheating part yeah
1: well just like <laughs> you, <it's... laughs> right? cheating is all of them together right, if okay. you do if you do the one two three uh, the regular basis things generally turn out quite well right yeah
0: and so these work together this is the mineral block
1: Right. In the same way that you may not have the full suite of Mm -hmm. microbes in your ecosystem, Mm -hmm. you also may not have the full suite of minerals in your ecosystem. Here in New England, it rains a lot. This past three weeks now, we've probably gotten about 15 inches of rain, which Mm -hmm. is enough to wash some things through. Mm -hmm. And that's been going on for 10,000 years. As Mm -hmm. long as we've since the last glaciation, we've had a pretty heavy rain Mm -hmm. environment. There are a suite of different minerals that are needed for life to be healthy, copper and zinc and calcium and potassium and boron and sulfur and based on how the soil has been treated recently by humans and other previous historical dynamics, in many cases people don't have the full suite of elements in their gardens or in their Mm -hmm. fields. And so this is designed to be a broad spectrum mineral amendment. It's not a fertilizer in that things are soluble. It's just a a suite of different minerals in their raw parent rock form that are finely ground and easily digested by the microbes. I generally recommend this be used when you're planting, either mm-hmm. broadcasting it across the entire bed, or if you're making a hole, put some in the hole or the row, working it in. This is, I think, five pounds, and the application is for about 200 square
0: feet, so
1: 10 by 20.
0: And is this something that, let's say, so here it is like midsummer, mm-hmm. and ideally this would go, you actually call this the spring blend, right?
1: We have historically called it spring blend, garden blend, whatever. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so at, back at our Next 7 Garden at Home in Boulder, Colorado, we did this last year, and mm-hmm. we got an amazing functioning system going and growing food in some very compact soil. So I've seen firsthand how well this combination works. Unsoiled that I can't even imagine, taking just regular seeds, locally adapted you said seeds your nar- is a whole different thing. Your neighbor thing. said
1: you couldn't grow a garden.
0: Yeah, they were coming by and they couldn't believe that we had food growing there yeah. and a lot of people in Colorado as you and I've talked about a lot but for our audience people will grow in like raised beds mm-hmm. and when I first moved there I'm from Iowa originally where of course you could just pretty much throw something in the backyard and it would sprout without some a whole environments lot of, have better soils than others, right yeah. <laughs> without me having to do a whole lot I felt like a really great gardener when I was in Iowa yeah. <laughs> but then Colorado that was a whole different story mm-hmm. you know I had to do a lot of different things we had to we we I did do the raised bed thing this was years ago and we brought in soil and some I got from a farmer some I got from like our local gardening store and for me I couldn't hardly believe that I was buying dirt in bags almost sacrilegious (laughs) I would say but yes I know, I
1: know some people do it. Yeah. Yes. Um,
0: but I'm glad that I had that experience because I got to kind of see the easiest avenue that people take, which is they feel like it's like an industrial model that's modified to be organic, if you will, or natural. So like I wasn't using any harmful chemicals, but I still was not plugging into those natural systems. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing that I've been really excited about you and the VFA introducing this to us. Because it's totally changed our soil and where we grow, and it it's continuing to improve. So all of that is to say that we did this in the spring, of course. Mm-hmm. Do you recommend that people do it again in the fall? Could they do it in the fall? Should they do it in the fall? What if you didn't do it to begin with? Because we're not farmers. We didn't grow up being or organic farmer like you did. Mm-hmm. So it is common to have questions about how to use this. Let's say someone is listening to this in midsummer, and they're like, gosh, I would like to start getting my ground ready, Mm -hmm. is that something they can start to do in the fall?
1: Getting your ground ready for next year or just maybe my tomatoes aren't quite as doing as well as I'd like them to do right now and I've got maybe a couple months left in the growing season. Oh,
0: well you could answer both because I think if it were me I probably (laughs) would be asking both things.
1: I think if if it's midsummer and your plants aren't doing as well as you'd like them to, Uh um, in many cases it's because the microbes aren't flourishing and in some cases it's because the minerals aren't there. The biggest problem, of course, is always understanding what the cause of the problem is. Uh And if you you diagnose it incorrectly, then you can put something down and you Mm -hmm. won't get a positive result. Certainly, this could be beneficial in season. I would say probably the liquid feed would be better because Mm -hmm. these are minerals that are micronized and you can Mm -hmm. dissolve them in water and water them into the soil or do a foliar spray onto the leaf surface and they'll be much more bioavailable. And I would recommend that to be done through the season on a, you know, maybe a weekly basis or something. Yeah, that's what we do. This is designed to sort of a, a one, two, three, inoculate the seeds or seedlings, make sure the soil has a spectrum of minerals in it, okay. the baseline, and then supplement through the year, I like to think of. We feed our chickens generally on a daily basis. We might feed our cows, probably feed our children, but don't always thinking about feeding our plants. And mm-hmm. in some cases, because the environment is not conducive They're hungry, Mm -hmm. and I like to use the Mm -hmm. metaphor of a pregnant woman if you've got a tomato plant that's full of fruit That's a mother making babies, and you want her to have everything she needs to be healthy Otherwise, Mm -hmm. she might sacrifice her body
0: Mm -hmm. for her
1: children and then Mm -hmm. become diseased or or whatever This is designed to all work Mm -hmm. together, and that's the cheating part is when you do one, two, three Uh microbes, dry minerals, liquid, usually there's a sufficiency of everything to have good results or much better results than people are used to if you're talking about preparing soil in the Mm -hmm. fall for next year Mm -hmm. certainly you can put these minerals down then and ideally with some sort of a cover crop or with mulch Mm -hmm. and then they would be able to be more well digested by the microbes during the winter so that the soil would be in better shape in the spring.
0: And then so. if you're doing a cover crop, mm-hmm. inoculate your seed?
1: Inoculate any seed you plant. I think there's about an ounce in here, and that's good for, we say, 50 pounds of seed. Wow, so that's amazing. It's, if you've got a garden, it's, it'll take some work to get through 50 pounds of seed. It yeah. doesn't take much, it's just, a, just a little pinch in every, in every packet.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. That's amazing. And is this something that you would use to grow food as a farmer also? It's not just for gardeners, right?
1: I put this protocol together because Mm -hmm. I uh, was making a living farming and Mm -hmm. some people use fertilizer other people spray chemicals of organic or other nature and Mm -hmm. I was trying to find a way to support a inherently weathered and worn down soil in as natural a way as possible. This is the basic ingredients that we sell as part of our garden kit for the BFA that I certainly used when I was farming much more full-time not too long ago. My experience is you don't have to be that good of a farmer to get good results. If you have a little bit of insight about what nature needs and you can support her in access
0: to those things. Yeah. Amazing. I'm really grateful for you introducing all of this to us. In another conversation, we're going to talk about how using these things can potentially help you to have more nutrient-dense food, which is also another really exciting conversation.
1: Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) One I'm quite passionate about. Yes.
0: All right, well, thank you so much for going through this with us. Dan gives a two-day course on this called Principles of Biological Systems. Not just this, but he talks about this and so much more. So if you get a chance to catch that, I would strongly recommend that you do that. It's definitely two days of your life well spent. To get information about that, you can go to bionutrient.org. And you can also go to the brand new website of the project that you started Bionutrient Institute, which is about all about the lab work and that's a whole other rabbit hole we'll go down in another video. So, all right, thanks again.
1: My pleasure, thank you.